Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You know, when the market tends to close and when the weekend begins, I often wonder what would happen if the market were to be open during the weekends as well. Like, you you don't have to keep it open for a full eight-hour shift, but you could have just like maybe a few people on Wall Street sitting around and just seeing how the market moves because it seems like a lot of events that get that happen for certain companies tend to happen after the uh, in the after hour market and especially on the weekend sometimes sometimes during the weekend i will sit down and read the news just to see what's going on just to get a better idea and obviously sometimes i'll try to record a podcast on a sunday as well just to get ready for the week but it's interesting to see just news come out about what's happening and i always wonder how wall street's going to react especially tomorrow They'll probably forget about it. They won't even know about it overall. But we'll report it here on this podcast because, well, that's what we do on this podcast. With that being said, today, first, there's there's a couple of news events, and they're not all related, but it's still interesting to be able to go into these topics today. First on, first off, Rivian says that it's on pace to no correction. We've we talked about this. Rivian the other day, we had talked about how they were going to be on pace to meet their production goals, which was huge news. But then this weekend, it says Rivian recalls 13,000 vehicles due to loosened fastener, which is interesting. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in this podcast today. Adidas is in the news as well, as Adidas is trying to figure out its relationship with Kanye West, which is under review right now, and what that can mean for the brand going forward for Adidas. Okay, There's other news too. Wall Street is on the verge again of still thinking that Netflix is still the darling child of Wall Street as There's an article that came out that says, despite inflation worries, Americans are less likely to cancel Amazon Prime and Netflix than cut spending on food. That's a little bold prediction right there. Then we got some space news as well to talk about too. It says the first crop of space mining companies didn't work out, but a new generation is trying again. What that could mean for the space company. And finally, we have some awesome news to talk about too, which was released on Saturday, which is talking about the ice bucket challenge, if you remember that from a few years ago. There's a new drug that just came out and what that potentially means for people who have a ASL. With that being said, I have to remind you all that I'm not a professional advisor and everything I talk about on this podcast is for information purposes only. You need to do your own research before investing in any company as you're not guaranteed to make money when you invest in the stock market. Please go talk to your financial advisor as they would understand your financial situation a lot better than I would. I cannot legally give you financial advice. The whole purpose of this podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. With that being said, let's begin today's podcast. Rivian recalls 13,000 vehicles due to loosened fastener. Rivian Automotive said on Friday it would recall nearly all of its vehicles due to a possible issue on loosening fastener that could make a driver loose steering control. California-based Rivian is recalling about 13,000 vehicles after it discovered that the fastener connecting the front upper control arm and steering knuckle may have not been sufficiently torqued in some vehicles. A company spokesperson said on in the statement, the electric vehicle maker has so far produced a total of 14,370 vehicles this year. Rivian notified the affected customers about the recall after it became aware of, ser- of seven reports potentially related to the structural issue of a torqued fastener. The company said no injuries were reported due to the d- 
uh, defect. Quote, in a rare circumstance, the nuts could loosen fully, Rivian chief executive RJ said in a letter to customers urging them to take caution if they experience any issues. Continuing on with the quote, it's important to not minimize the potential risk involved and why they're volunteering to conduct this recall. In May, Rivian recalled about 500 to, they had recalled about 500 of the 2022 R1T electric pickup trucks in the United States because airbags may not may not deactivate when a child is in the front passage seat. You know, it's interesting. We recently talked about this, and I was kind of talking about it at the beginning of this podcast before I realized I was reading the wrong article, but we had we had talked about the other day how Rivian was meeting production goals, okay? And they said the company had also confirmed that it remains on track to produce 25,000 vehicles in 2022. We reported this on the 4th of October. Listen to that past podcast if you want to remember that information at the time. But it makes me wonder if there's being shortcuts being made now for this company across the board. And all honestly, if you're having to recall 13,000 vehicles and you're planning to release 50,000 vehicles, I think it was we just said, uh, 25,000 vehicles. If you're trying to release 25,000 vehicles, is the company taking shortcuts right now, which is causing these issues to happen? Or maybe that's just they're meeting too high of expectations for Wall Street. And they're causing their employers or the people who they employ to have a lot of stress when it comes to manufacturing the cars currently right now. It's hard to tell, but I personally believe currently right now, Rivian, their stock will take a little bit of a beating on Monday. But at the same token, no one's going to remember this because this article was released about the recall at Friday at 9.06 p.m. Okay, no one's going to remember about this. I mean, it's a kind of hush-hush news currently right now. But Wall Street's making a giant push into the EV market. And a lot of these car companies are going to the EV market as well. So I wonder if there's just a lot of stress going on with these companies. And I feel like there should be an investigation going on too, but that probably won't happen. But I have a feeling that these car companies are starting to take a, just, just from Rivian, obviously. But it seems like there's a little push to make these EV cars to happen. And that's causing a lot of shortcuts to happen, which there might be a lot of recalls in the making. I'd be interested to see if that happens. Going into the retail sec- sector, Adidas says its new, its relationship with Kanye West is under review. Sneaker and apparel maker Adidas said Thursday it's reviewing its relationship with the out, with the outspoken Kanye West. Quote, after repeated efforts to privately resolve the situation, we have taken the decision to place the partnership under review. We will continue to co-manage the current product, product during this period, the company said in a statement. Adidas announced its partnership with West in 2013. The rapper commented cemented his relationship with the with the German brand in 2016 to manufacture and distribute items from his Yeezy clothing line. He recently been publicly uh, critical of the company and its CEO accusing the sportswear brand of not giving him enough control over the line and telling CNBC they were copying my ideas. In the past few years, West has gone on a social media uh, triad against the company calling the CEO and posting pictures of the board members. In early September, Kanye posted a doctorate image of the New York Times front page falsely claiming uh, that Roasted had died. Roasted, I believe, is the CEO of the company. West responded Thursday to CNBC story of the latest Adidas statement, an explicit Instagram post saying, and I can't replay it, but it says, F Adidas, I am Adidas. The company also said the partnership with Yeezy is one of the most successful collaborations in the history of the industry. He has a tremendous impact globally for us. The CEO has told CNBC on in August, Kanye is the most important partner worldwide. We have a very, very good relationship with him. We've communicated with him on a very ongoing basis, and we're very proud of the relationship. 
last month, Yes Yeezy terminated its partnership with retailer Gap. The partnership saw Yeezy clothing sold at Gap stores and online, but West Similarity claimed he wasn't given enough control over the items, including color selection and price point. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this affects everything in the end. I wonder if Adidas is also looking into this because of a recent interview that Kanye West had on Fox News with Tucker Carlson. I mean, if you want to listen to it, I would advise listening to it. I mean, it's always good to hear people's side of the stories on a lot of stuff. Had nothing to do with his brand, though, at the time, currently, and this relationship with Adidas. But I wonder if this is one of the reasons why. I mean, there's there's probably other reasons, too. Obviously, like we just read, where they're looking into their partnerships. But I wonder if that interview is kind of one of the reasons that's causing this to happen. Okay. Like I said, I'd advise go listening to the Kanye West interview with Tucker Carlson. It might give you a better idea of what Adidas might do next. I mean, Adidas is claiming right now that they they like the partnership with Kanye. And Kanye is a very well-known person right now in the world. He's always in the news in some way, shape, or form, whether good or bad. Oh, there's always tweets about him, it seems like, at times. But, I mean, Adidas, what Adidas does next could determine the brand's future for a while. And honestly, so, for those of you who are looking into Adidas, listen to the interview for Kanye West with Tucker Carlson, and you might get a better idea of where Adidas might take it. I personally don't see this happening. I see a lawsuit coming. I can see Kanye West suing Adidas eventually. That'd be interesting to see if that lawsuit happens. Probably be talked about a lot on CNBC coming out forward too. So, continuing on the personal finance things, despite inflation worries, Americans are less likely to cut to cancel Amazon Prime Netflix than cut spending on food. Netflix may be a necessity. <laughs> it's funny how CNBC starts the article with that. Continuing on with the article, even as Americans cut back on the on the face of rising prices and recessionary fears, fewer want to give up their streaming subscription, especially when it comes to TV, movies, and music services such as Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Spotify. Roughly two-thirds of consumers said that they will have to decrease their spending due to inflation. However, one only a quarter plan to cancel this, such subscriptions in the months ahead, according to a recent report by National Research Group. Most people said they're more likely to cut back on dining out, groceries, and clothing. Consumers are less likely to cancel Amazon Prime, TV, and movie streaming services and home security systems, the report found, than even over food and gasoline. It's clear that people value their streaming subscriptions more than ever, said Carrie Norton, Executive Vice President of Content and Strategy at the National Research Group. Just half of 51% also said subscriptions now make up a significant portion of their monthly spending. On average, U.S. consumers estimate they will spend 135 a month and 17.8% monthly budget on subscriptions, the National Research Group found. The report polled more than 2,500 adults in August. Continuing on, the article says, in fact, your Netflix habit may be more expensive than you think. Because subscriptions are often automatically charged on a debit or credit card, it's easier for them to lose track of the recording costs. Quote, it's, a, it's, it's the rare person who doesn't have at least one sneaky charge they've forgotten about. Catherine Heyer, a certified financial planner and Wilson David investment advisor in Ankin, South Carolina, recently told CNBC. I personally don't. I, I think this is a complete lie. I think Wall Street's about ready to become obsessed with Netflix again. And all honestly, okay, think about it. A few years ago, the trend was all about Fang, which had to do with Facebook, Alphabet, Netflix, and Google. And then Fang turned into Fang with Facebook. Netflix. Oh, let's do it in the right, correct order. Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Okay. Wall Street is probably on a trend right now where they're going to be obsessed with Netflix again. All because Netflix is most likely going to be getting back into the, the the streaming wars again. Because recently Disney Plus had announced that they were having their 
own version of ad tier in the making. And Netflix had to recently announce that as well last quarter. It's going to be interesting to see if ne- if Netflix is talked about the most on CNBC going forward. News articles might not be talked about as much, but on the TV station, it might be. Wall Street loves Netflix. They've been loving Netflix even when Netflix was being hammered these last few months, which doesn't make any sense. And we've talked about a lot on these podcasts. I'd highly advise listening to those podcasts as well about the Netflix situation because it'll give you a better idea. But at the end of the day, Wall Street's going to be obsessed about Netflix again. They will be. I mean, the, the fact that they're writing articles saying that Americans will, that we've surveyed 2,500 people and those 2,500 people told us that they're going to cut their food and gasoline most likely, but not their Netflix subscription service. I don't think people would do that. Honestly, don't. Especially when gas prices are going up again, as we've seen in the pump recently. And people have to budget and they have to do things in order to survive. Entertainment tends to be the first thing that goes. And we've talked about a lot of things too in the past. Now, granted, maybe some people are stubborn and won't actually get rid of their entertainment systems in the end. But the streaming wars is about ready to start heating up. Pay attention to what Wall Street's saying because that could determine where all the money starts going in the future. Not financial advice, obviously, but the trend's about ready to potentially start again. Going into the tech industry a little bit before we end today. The first crop of space mining companies didn't work out, but a new generation is trying again. Just a couple of years ago, it seemed that the space mining was inevitable analysis. Tech visionaries and even renowned uh, astrophysics, Neil deGrasse Tyson predicted that a space mining was going to be big business. Space mining companies like Planetary Resources and Deep Space Industries backed by the likes of Google, Larry Page, and Eric Schmidt cropped up to take advantage of the predicted payoff. Fast forward to 2022, and both Planetary Resources and Deep Space Industries have been acquired by companies that have nothing to do with space mining. Wow. Okay. Continuing on, humanity has yet to commercial mining even a single asteroid. So what's taking so long? Space mining is a long-term undertaking and one that investors do not necessarily have the patience to support. Quote, if we have to develop a full-scale asteroid mining vehicle today, we would need a few hundred million dollars to do that using commercial processes. It would be difficult to convince the investment community that it's the right thing to do, says Joel Sersel, president and CEO of Trans Astra Corporation. In today's economics and in the economics of the near future, the next few years it makes no sense to go after precious metals and asteroids. And the reason is that the cost of getting to and from the asteroids is so high that it's vastly outstripped the value of anything that you harness from the asteroid. This is not a dissuade Sir Soul from trying to mine the cosmos. Trans Astra will initially focus on mining asteroids for water to make rocket pro- uh, propellant, but would like to eventually mine everything from the, on the periodic table. In terms of timeline for mining asteroids for us, the biggest issue is funding. So it depends on how fast we can scale the business into those other ventures and get particular engineer experience operating systems that have all the components of the asteroid mining system. But we could be launching an asteroid mission in the next five to seven years time frame. Yeah, I don't see that happening right now. Later on in the article, it talks about how one of the reasons we have to start looking into the cosmos is because there's only so many resources on the earth that we can mine currently right now. I don't believe that one bit. I don't think technology has advanced far enough to a point to where we can start looking at the cosmos and be like, we have to leave planet Earth to go mining, okay? I mean, think about it this way. There are depths in the ocean that we can't even get to, okay? Think about it. It takes currently a special submarine just to go down to the depths of the Titanic, just to look at the Titanic, which is eroding faster than ever before, as we've been told. 
But we can't even potentially mine the stuff that's in our oceans currently right now. I feel like that's where the next thing could potentially be for mining companies is the mining company that can figure out how to mine stuff out of the ocean will probably be the next big company in the making because they'll have the technology and the tools to be able to do it. Now, granted too, I mean, we do mine, not really mine, we drill in the ocean currently, not super deep at times. We do it off the Gulf of Mexico currently right now for the oil industry and other oil platforms as well across the world. There's plenty of resources here on the earth, at least currently right now that we haven't been able to get our hands on, okay? What's also interesting too with the mining industry as well right now is there's actually companies out there that are trying to do more space stuff I mean, Hilton was making a partnership, I believe it was, we've talked about in the past podcast of making a space hotel in the making. So maybe a lot of these companies are going to start looking more towards space. Now, granted, funding will be an issue, but whatever company can figure out how to send a rocket into space, be able to mine off the asteroid and then leave to be able to take the resources back, that company is going to make a lot of money. But until then, I personally believe that what we're doing, trying to go for the cosmos, we need to focus on getting all our resources on this earth. Okay. There's plenty of ocean out there that you haven't been able to get all the resources from that area yet. So it's just funny that they're looking at this. Now for the most exciting news on this podcast today, the ice bucket challenge funded a new ALS drug, but experts have varying opinions about its approval. This is big. Okay. Do you remember a couple of years ago when that challenge was happening? It was back in 2014. I remember it because I was doing my internship at a time and I was studying up on the ASL thing. And I remember our company was, we, we did an article about it and it was very interesting to be able to see this challenge come closer to finding, I guess, a cure in a way. And this is just big news. And this was released on a Saturday, I believe it was. Yeah, it was released on Saturday. And hardly no one knows about it right now, okay? With the article now, remember the ice bucket challenge in 2014? All around the world, people are dumping buckets full of ice water on their heads and committing to donating money in support of a good cause. The challenge was started by two people with the disease known as ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease and helped raise awareness for the neurological condition. And what you may not know is that the social media trend also raised about $115 million in donations for the ALS, ALS Association. The association invested some of the donations money into development and trial for a drug for ALS called, I'm, I'm going to probably butcher this, but I'm trying my best to say it, Relivrio, I believe it's called. Relivrio. Yes, I believe that's it. According to the press release, this year Relivrio was approved by the Food and Drug Administration for treatment for ALS. We thank the millions of people who donated, participated, and enabled us to invest in a promising therapies like AMX0035, or it's known as Relivio, that will immediately help people living with ALS. ALS, the president and CEO of ALS Association said in a statement, ALS is a rare nervous system disease that impacts the nerve cells and controls voluntary muscle movement, according to the National Institute of Neurological Disorders and Stroke. In most participants, symptoms get worse over time, causing respiratory failure that lead to death within three to five years on the onset of the disease, according to to Young, board-certified neurologist and ALS specialist at Upstate University Hospital Department of Neurology. Relivrio, in this combination of other ALS treatments, can add nearly seven months into a patient's lives based on data collected from the trial, says Young. Patients are already calling her office asking if they can add the drug to their treatment, she says. 
risk for the Hearst hospitalization was measured at a 44% decrease in those who were receiving the drug, she notes. Those are significant markers of disease progression. There is a hesitancy now, apparently, but it says, but while people living with ALS are excited and hopeful about the drug's approval, some experts are nervous that it was greenlit too soon and without enough scrutiny. There have been general concerns out there that maybe the trial is wrong. David Rent, chief medical officer for Institute of Clinical and Economic Review, told NPR. For experts like Rind, some of the hesitancy can be attributed to the fact that the FDA approval of Relivio was made just was was made after just one study, if only 137 patients. Normally, for a drug to become FDA approved, two smaller independent studies with less than 1,000 patients showing similar results, or one large study with positive results across the board, are required. Given the series of the life-threatening nature of ALS and substantially unmet need, the level of uncertainty is acceptable in the instance the agency wrote in its benefit-risk assessment. And while Young would prefer that the trial had more participants, she does agree that with the FDA's decision. <laughs> Wow. Continuing on with the article, quote, across the board, everyone wants a bigger trial and everyone wants more evidence, she says. But I think at the end of the day, we can all agree to that the majority of the ALS patients do not have that time. Another trial with more participants in the works to further test the drug's efficiency and Young is hopeful that it would provide more assurance. At the time, Relivio has not been recommended for uh, monotherapy and is currently being administered at an additional treatment in combination with pre-existing medications for ALS, she notes. Yet another potential issue to consider is, is access to the drug itself. After Relivrio's approval, uh, Amlex, the drug manufacturer, announced that it would cost $158,000 a year. A spokesperson from Amlex said the company is in talks with insurers to hopefully lower the price and notes that it plans to use the money from sales to create new treatments in the future, according to Futurism. I think one reason why a lot of these people are like, oh no, we didn't do enough testing. I think there's another drug that's supposed to be coming out soon. And they're not happy that they lost the punch to it. Okay. This is exciting news for people who live with ALS or people who have to go through people who have ALS. I had a, I knew someone who, who ended up kicking the bucket from ALS. And to me, this is an exciting, exciting day to be able to hear this news. Okay. It's disappointing that Wall Street's not talking about it today. I expect whoever, whatever company has made it, it's going to start their, their company stock price might go up a little bit. But if there comes more positive news from it overall, this is going to change a lot for the ALS community overall. This is just super exciting news across the board. And these people are like, oh, the FDA approved it too soon. I believe these are the same people too, if I'm not mistaken, that when, I mean, this is going to be controversial a little bit. But remember, there are people out there that are claiming that COVID wasn't really, the COVID shot wasn't tested enough before it was used. So, and if I'm not mistaken too, I think President Trump got 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 rid of a lot of rules and regulations too that was preventing from the drug industry from having to release drugs faster. I believe Trump called it warp speed. Maybe this is where drugs are going to be going in the future is because with a lot of rules and regulations taken out, it means that a lot of drugs might get made faster. I'm also curious to know too, at least for people who do have ALS, how many more are going to be asking I mean, in a way, that's your clinical trial right there. People with ALS probably want the best treatment possible to be able to live their lives as normal as possible. And maybe soon, I mean, maybe soon we'll actually be able to hear that there is a drug that helps with ALS. That would be big for the medical community across the board if that were to happen. And any company that can come up with the 
pure drug to be able to solve this, that company's going to make a lot of money. So pay attention. It's out there. Sad that this news isn't being reported sooner, but you know, at least we'll try to report as much as we can on this podcast, as much as we can. So I'll leave it there. Thank you so much for listening today, fellow podcast listeners. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you had, please like and subscribe to this podcast as every like and subscription we get helps grow this channel so we'll be able to keep talking about the events that are happening on Wall Street and be able to get the news out there of what's happening since Wall Street isn't always willing to talk about it. Please also share with friends or family as they might enjoy the podcast as well and be able to help grow this channel as, as fast as well. With that being said, fellow podcast listeners, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. Thank you and goodbye.